your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. Okay, we're going to be talking about the psychology of success. And you know, it's amazing. A lot of people attribute success to monetary. They attribute success to stability, to safety, to a home. Success comes in all kinds of different measures. And a lot of people forget the term count your blessings because, you know, the truth is, you know, we have successes throughout every single day of our life. I mean, it could be as simple as my four-year-old not point, uh, peeing all over the toilet. I mean, if that is a success, if he actually consciously stops himself and does something better, you know, it, it's like a toy to him. But, you know, those are things that we have to, those little things are very important things that we need to count as successes. And the more that we're able to recognize our successes, bring them consciously forward, And if you believe in God, thank God for those things because God brings them to you, then, you know, hey, that is a great thing. You know, but the biggest thing about success is it's about liking yourself and and liking the things that you do, what you do with your life and liking how you do it. And and that was uh, Maya Angelou uh, wrote that, actually. And and it's a very important concept because in life, we're we're each dealt a different hand of hardships and and blessings. And it appeared that, that life is not fair in its dealings. But, you know, we each are given the exact same hand we need to learn the lessons in our unique uh, spiritual, psychological journey. You know, I see many people move through life by simply going along with the current, letting outside forces determine their direction. And we all unconsciously recreate what is familiar and what we choose. And and what's important is that we break those patterns that we grew up in childhood. And I'm going to talk about, you know, uh, places, uh, your uh, birth order next week. But the biggest deal is, is that we need to break away from what we think we are and become who we are by understanding what our passions are, what our journey is here for. And when we discover those things, we need to jump full faith, full hope, all the way in and take those gifts. And as we move through life with those great gifts that we're given, that that we're blessed with when we're born, those gifts, as we build wisdom behind those gifts, they help other people. And those are blessings, too. You know, being successful, it, it requires us to be present in our lives and aligning ourselves and our greatest destiny and mapping out the way. You know, we we have to consciously select a path that basically awakens us of our awareness, both individually and collectively. And everything in life is interconnected. As as we evolve our relationship, our work, our lives, they blossom. And conversely, as we are impacted by our relationships and our, our work, we evolve. So how we interact with the people in our life is huge. And if we're negative people, if we're, or we're people that are downers and, and doubters and all that kind of stuff, we're going to have a negative impact on less on more people and be less successful in life. You know, um, your psychological health and your career are really two sides of the coin. We can only be prosperous in love, health, time, and money if we're conscious and we're actually well-balanced. 
And so, you know, to master that, we have to become conscious of why you do what you do. We, we come into our, our careers, our life situations for a reason. We learn our roles and our families of origin and often recreate the patterns until we work through them and give ourselves permission to let go of those behaviors and then work for ourselves. You know, but you have to open yourself up to the idea of being prosperous. And cognitive psychology says that our thoughts precede our feelings and our behaviors. And we have to be mindful not to, to lock ourselves in with self-limiting beliefs. Even uh, Dr. Joyce Brothers said success is a state of mind. And if you want success, start thinking of, of yourself as success. So you have to trust. And there's a, an, a psychological theory called the abundance theory. And welcome all that is good in your life and bring it forward and be grateful. You know, to, to be successful, you have to bring your attention to the present. That means that I'm nowhere else but here with you right now in this podcast. There is none of my energy that is anywhere else but trying to do the job that I'm here to do to help you. Honor the past. Learn from it. Let it go. Don't obsess or worry about the future. Discover the power of being right here, right now, and deep breathing and meditation. If that's what it takes, do it. But keep firmly grounded in the present moment. And then you discover what's called your power of intention. And Wayne Dower talked about this, and he's passed away, unfortunately. He was a great mind. Our intentions create our reality. And that's what he said. And identify the primary intentions of your life. Write them down. And then you want to live by them. And then develop your vision. Just, just as in sports psychology, positive visualization increases the likelihood of success. If you have a positive vision of a positive outcome, you will fight to the very end of a game to win it because you know it's not over. And that's because you have a positive vision in your mind. So if you ask yourself, if you had a magic wand, what would you want? So aim high. Look for how your strengths and gifts can uh, benefit others and create a type of win-win scenario that the universe will gladly support and create a vision, uh, uh, let's say a board or a vision, something that you write down to, to go to that place. Because if you have a talent, people need it. You just have to find where they need it and not want it, need it. The other thing is, if you have an inner critic inside of you and you want to be successful, you have to pay attention to what's called your self-talk. And, and this is uh, uh, Ben Darris's theory. And notice you have negative thoughts that are likely rooted in the past. So separate from those negative beliefs by zooming them out and looking at situations from an objective, neutral place. And hopefully, you will look at it from a faith-based place. I have faith that this will happen. And that's where you keep your faith and your hope. You know, um, you want to have positive thinking. But positive thinking is something we have to practice because we live in a negative world. So you have to understand that positivity attracts positivity through the laws of attraction. So keep a, a, a gratitude journal. All of the good things that you're grateful for, all of the successes, the small to the large, and choose to be your cheerleader rather than your worst critic. That means you're not looking for your spouse. You're not looking for your children. You're not looking for your best friend to validate you constantly. Do that for yourself. Now, uh, we want to also... Practice acceptance. Don't expand energy fighting or resisting what you can't change because there's a lot of things in life 
we can't change and don't work out exactly the way we want them. Instead, we want to give ourselves the acceptance of change to what you can in your thinking, in your behaviors, in your boundaries, for uh, free yourself of and, and forget and let go of resentments and things that have happened in a negative way. The biggest thing is to appreciate personal and professional progress that is not linear. It happens sometimes in spurts. There is always setbacks, and, and that determines if we're going to endlessly cycle or stagnate or grow and develop. So, you know, give yourself a little bit of slack and recognize we're all human, and our, our we're all works in progress, and we all learn from mistakes. And so we want to be resilient, and we want to move ahead. But the biggest thing is to learn how to love yourself, and that's what successful people do. You have to practice self-compassion and self-care. You know, loving yourself means you say no to everything that hurts you, and that means you listen to that inner voice and you protect your integrity because once you have hurt your integrity, people love to take you down. And so the biggest thing you want to do, and and everybody loves to point their finger as if they don't do things that they they have no integrity. So when you start to chip away at your integrity, you begin to make yourself a target for all the negativity in the world. And believe me, there's tons of negativity out there, and I know you know that. So we want to have self-care. We want to have self-love, learning how to say no to the things that hurt you. You know, establish work-life balance. That means make time for your family. Don't just go home and be that tired person. You know, have energy at work, but have, be smart. You know, manage your time well. Don't just let it all go and don't just sit there and listen to people and don't be in these endless meetings unless you absolutely have to of people just jabbering on with no agenda. You know, it's very important to demonstrate self-love by making a commitment to achieve your greatest successes in life. And and for instance, let's say you are at a job you're miserable at and you, you're working for horrible, horrible people. Well, you know, it's a good thing to look for another job, yes. But the biggest thing is you don't want to not be able to pay your mortgage, pay your rent, pay your bills. And so you feel trapped in that job. Well, what you want to do is establish a goal that that job is buying you. Maybe you don't like that job, but it's buying you, let's say, a degree in something that will buy you something and enhance who you are and give you your passions back. So, you know, sometimes we have to wait for the good things in life by earning them. And and when you want something great in your life, you have to work hard for it. Hard makes life easier. And so that means you have to maintain your commitment and keep filling yourself up with, with life balance. You know, success is, is, is to live your life openly, honestly, courageously in a manner that is aligned with the highest good of yourself and others and to the greatest extent of God. If you can do that, you will continue down a path and you will find the energy to be successful. You know, if you can break that chain of limiting thoughts of who you are and all you could be and and embrace the challenges and the struggles and the criticisms and all the things that you don't like in your life, they can be a source of growth. They can be an opportunity because you cannot let other people in this life define you. You need to define who you are and know where you're headed. And no matter what you've done or what you have done to self-defeat or hurt yourself, you still keep walking down that path no matter who gets in your way. You know, it's important to focus on the growth mindset if you want to be successful. You embrace all things that have left 
you felt feeling threatened, challenged, struggle, criticisms. You embrace the tough stuff. You open yourself up to fully realize your potential and all you can be. And that means you invest in process. Yes, you have a hope and a faith and a great outcome, but you keep investing in process. And by doing that, you get to great success. You know, the good news is that even though you currently have a fixed mindset, it's not a fixed thing. And so you can change that mindset. They're important part of your personality, but you can change them. Just as knowing about two mindsets, you can start thinking and reacting in new ways. And that means you give yourself an alternative. There's this negative self-doubting way, and then there's this faith-based way. If I had faith, this is what I would get. And so you, you want to take that challenge and learn from failure and accept that life is full of failure and it does not in any way define you. And people that are critical of you and people that are nasty about you, yes, you want to hear what they have to say because there might be truth in it. But the other thing is you can't worry about how other people hear it because oftentimes when people hear negative things from negative people, they understand that those people are depressed and sad little people. And they can't seem to get on with life. And so, you know, people that focus on negative and love to point out your negative, they forget that they are have flaws too and they have problems too and they contribute massively to those even though they hate taking responsibility. And there's lots of people in life that just can't own their own stuff. And you have to accept that, that we're all different and evolving in different ways. You can try, a, 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 you know, a growth mindset by uh, uh, thinking about it's important to realize even if people have a fixed mindset, they're not always in that mindset. In fact, in a lot of studies, we put, uh, pe- they put people into a, a growth mindset and they tell them the ability to be learned and that, that the task they gave them is, is a chance to do that. You know, if you tell somebody that they're, let's say, you're getting all the top employees on your team and you have been recognized as one of the most top potential managers and you're going, wow, that's incredible. Okay, so you get this team of all these highly prized employees and you treat them that way and you, you're expected to get 30% more production out of all those employees. So you work hard to get that 30% and then someone tells you on the end of it, that no, you weren't the best employee, these were not the best employees and you were not the best manager, but you have taken this whole thing with that mindset in mind that you guys are all the best and turn 30% into 50. Congratulations. You see, it's in your mindset as how success can go. And so a growth mindset, it allows people to love what they're doing and continue to love it in the face of difficulties, knowing that others are, 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 can't wait to see what their results are going to be. And you also want to see your la- your relationships, that you invest in them. You don't just sit there with relationships and honor them on their birthdays or go over to their house every once in a while or just spend a little time. You have to really communicate with people that are good relationships that help feed your success in life and surround yourself with those people that make you feel successful. And if you're around people that draw away from what makes you feel successful, then you need to divest in those people and invest in the people that help you grow personally. You know, uh, physical skills are also important because if you can look at your body and you can take care of your body and it's healthy, 
you look at your body and that's a reflection of what you think of yourself. And so it's very important to try to take care of your body and make it healthy because that's the first impression that other people get. And so if we're going to surround ourselves with successful people, they want to know that we have a way of taking care of ourselves. And if you're a little chunky or whatever, it's okay. It's healthy is the goal. Okay, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about all kinds of other things like examples and what successful people know, how they operate, and uh, what is their, their success mindset. Come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America. 
you are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Come back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about the psychology of success. And, you know, I I just have to tell you, there's some uh, very famous individuals that were faced with failures, doubters, naysayers, such as Walt Disney. You know, did you know Walt Disney was actually fired by a newspaper editor because he lacked ideas? He then went bankrupt a whole lot of times before he developed an entertainment empire and featuring what is known as the happiest place on earth. That's Walt Disney. Can you believe that? Babe Ruth, one of the most famous baseball players of all time. He set the record for the most home runs, and he also set the record for the most strikeouts. Albert Einstein, he didn't speak until he was four, and he didn't read until he was seven. And his teacher described him as mentally slow, unsociable, adrift forever in his foolish dreams. And he was expelled and was refused readmittance to the Zurich Polytechnic School. Look at Fred Astaire. In his first screen test in 1933, MGM's testing director wrote a memo saying, can't act, slightly bald, can dance a little. And Astaire kept it over the fireplace in his uh, Beverly Hills home. Fred Astaire won huge amounts of awards uh, for his work in Hollywood as an actor and a dancer. You know, these kind of people absorb their setbacks and continue to approach life with determination and resolve. And and they they, they have a lot of traits in common. First of all, they face their fears and they conquer them. And most of us develop confidence by confronting our anxieties and our discouragement and determining to do what we have to set out to do. And when you admit that most of our fears are homegrown, you can make a decision to stop feeding them and hold them up by the roots and and gain control of your life. The other thing is they refuse to give up on their dreams. And people that are successful, whenever we have a dream, we must realize that there will invariably be people wanting, lurking, most unsuspicious places in the world to destroy you and to destroy your dreams. They may be well-meaning friends, family members, colleagues, whatever we, you know, enthusiastic cheerleaders of our, our venture. But you'll learn to accept that these individuals as temporary obstacles around what you you either want to do with your dream. And so a lot of people, when you have a dream, are going to contribute, but they're not going to play the whole role. And so what they have to realize, and a lot of people resent that, that they're kind of along for the ride because you're the one driving the dream. And so ultimately, the dream goes where you go, but it also expands by the way they contribute to your dream. And they can, from there, have a platform off into their dreams. They also, successful people are very focused and they're also very flexible. And so uh, it doesn't happen overnight. 
progress takes time. Life is more about process and less about outcome. So achieving anything of significant value not only takes long hours, but it demands long periods of courage and stamina. And so what we have to do is we have to invest in our small successes as we contribute to the process day by day. And so like when you're in school, focus on that chapter of the book that you have to read. Focus on taking that quiz. Focus on taking, doing that project. And what eventually happens is you build up to a final grade in the class. So if you focus on that, that's where success happens. The other thing is the desire to learn. You know, we have to want to learn in life. And if you're doing things and not having the idea of wanting to learn from them, you're going to lose. And so the biggest thing you want to do in life is make everything, including failure, a learning experience. And if you have that going, your head's in the game. The other thing is it's huge ingredient of successful people is they have a spirit of optimism. And they develop a spirit of confidence and optimism and hope and faith. And they, they, they really want not only to be successful, but they want to see everyone else involved in their success successful. And they, they get to their success through the success of others. That's where we learn success. It's not by what we do. It's how we impact other people that drives our success. That's where value comes from. And so the things that oppose our goals – we, we move them out of the way and we focus deliberately and consciously on what we want to accomplish and, 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 and desire above all else in this world. And the other thing is they, successful people have a big heart. They, they, uh, the amount of thinking required for you to move in the direction of your dreams and see them become reality may come from project to project. But when you are confident in what you are doing is right, you will get the job done regardless of the amount of thinking that it takes. For example, if you're going to go learn something, a skill, whatever it is, don't do it for yourself. Don't do it to earn money. Do it to help other people, and that's where you will succeed. If you're doing it to earn money, you're going to find ways to earn money, and people are going to suspect you, and they're going to realize that you're a minimal contributor and a, a short-term person. When you do things because you love and you have a heart for it and you have a heart for other people and you have compassion for other people and you want to do good things to help them – then they recognize that and they want to have you in their life. So your success also becomes theirs. They are also, uh, successful people, use their failures uh, as ways to grow. And they accept the fact that when things don't go their way, there's a possibility that maybe God didn't want it to go that way and there's a better outcome down the road. And so they don't take their failures and just sit in them. They take their failures and they learn and they realize that as often as we see it is merely a stepping stone to success that gives us the knowledge we need to be more successful. You know, success is a science and if you have the conditions you get the result. And that comes from Oscar Wilde, by the way. You know, if you want to aspire to be a truly successful person, you know, but you always self-defeat, you run out of time and energy to get things done, or, or basically you're performing well at a, a demanding job, 
uh, or being like a super mom or, or a straight A student, but the stress is getting to you and you know you can't keep it up. So you look around envying all these other people that have followed through and have some of the things that you want. But what you have to recognize is their journey is not your journey. And not everyone has superhuman capabilities. You know, what you have to do is you have to pace yourself and be patient. Be patient. And and you need sleep. You need a career path. But the truth is, none of all these things are what are the biggest core of it. Successful people have figured out that the secret of working smarter rather than harder is the most important thing. And they also understand the streak, uh, the secrets of willpower. And now you have to you have to schedule your priorities rather than prioritize your schedule and manage your stress and nurture your relationships. And by doing that at home and at work, everywhere becomes home to you. And you can be who you are. And people can recognize you and know what you bring to this world. Decide what's most important. That That's another ingredient. You know, in this age, we're in constant demands of intention, attention and energy. And so there's flooding of, of, of demands. If you want to get caught up in the election, if you want to get caught up in other people's problems, if you want to get caught up in the news, if you want to get caught up in a show, if you want to get caught up in distractions, and that demands all our energy, we are not going to focus on making an impact in life. If we're always seeking from other people, we're never, we're never really going to gain. You know, we have to give too. And you have to give to yourself before you can give other people. So when you give to yourself, give to yourself things that bring you energy. For instance, instead of watching your favorite show on a marathon, uh, 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 watching it over and over and over all the different episodes, go to church, go do something that can help people, go volunteer, go, go, go help people with the skill set that you have. Go help feed people, you know, go help the homeless, go help your neighbor, you know, instead of just sitting there and doing a marathon thing where your brain just goes into a slow dormant stage, you need to get out and think and and make your life rich and full. You know, successful people also, they understand that it's not enough just to set goals. You have to keep track of your progress and create incentives for yourself, not coming from other people. Otherwise, it's all too easy to put off doing the complex and the difficult tasks. You know, the deal is you may not want to call a person. Maybe it's a grandmother, grandfather. Maybe it's somebody that, that kind of takes a long time to process. You may not want to call them, but when you do, you know how important it is to them. And that in itself is a gift. And so sometimes we have to do the things that we hate in order to get the things that we love. You know, changing your habits and your routine is, can be really difficult, and it takes commitment, and it takes effort, and it takes persistence. And so if you're going to have rituals, have rituals in your life that help you. Get up in the morning and have a ritual where you don't debate if you want to, if you feel like it, you just exercise. Exercise and maybe listen to an audiobook. Do something that where you can do two good things at the same time. And, you know, by doing stuff like that, we create habits that actually bring and rituals that actually bring about change in our life and bring about positivity in our life because we're not debating it emotionally. And that is the biggest thing to people who self-defeat. They always want to gratify themselves ultimately and emotionally by their emotions, by what they feel is fulfilling, by revenge, by as, uh, trying to 
to make themselves feel better by getting preoccupied and, and, and hurting other people or doing negative things. What's important to understand is, is that if we give back, we are going to gain back a lot more energy than those kind of folks. You also have to confront mindlessness. If you're going to be successful, if you have lots of distractions when we're trying to get things done, it's not going to help. I was, I was, uh, last night I was working on uh, something where I was just basically taking some tests and stuff like that just to kind of learn some information. And as I was doing that, I was, uh, I was uh, watching or listening to something on the radio and I was like, I'm not doing either one of these very well. I need to focus on one and then the other. And that's the, by doing that, eventually I got a lot more out of the learning and I gained a lot more knowledge that I needed. So, you know, it's easy to go mindless, especially when you're tired or sick or you're stressed. But successful people know that they have to remind themselves to be mindful several times of the day. Mindful means I am here and now. I'm nowhere else but where I am. And being fully conscious of where you are, that means you're fully alive. And so a lot of people like to just numb their mind and become mindless. And, and, and basically, you know, by doing that, you're directing yourself to create a pattern of negativity that's not going to be productive in your life. It's not going to contribute to good outcomes. You know, another time drain for most of us is the things that we commit to out of feelings of obligation or uh, – unassertiveness or just not thinking through how much time it will take. And sometimes we say yes impulsively uh, just to feel like we've answered uh, something and can check it off our list. And, and so, you know, we have to understand that when we commit to things, the better we are at committing to things that we want to put our energy and time and commitment into, we will be much more successful. So you want to pick your battles in life and not be a pleaser because pleasers are not going to have the amount of success that will gratify them. You know, you aren't a, 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 an island. And many of us forget these words, that your fear is based, uh, based in the brain and it narrows your fear narrows your focus into your own goals and your own performance so that you forget to care about others and support their progress. When we're filled with fear, we can have very little success in life because we're always defending ourselves and we're always afraid of what life gives us. Life is never, it's rowing upstream, it's swimming upstream, it's rowing upstream when we are not making decisions based on faith. When we live in fear, when we live in fear, we're going against the grain and the energy of what life has for us. So we want to travel in an open path full of great opportunities like we're walking through a woods and we're recognizing the smells, the, 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 the animals, the vegetation, every the beauty, the richness, the depth, the sky, all these things we want to be mindful of and replenish ourselves. That is where we're able to get our energy back, is being in the moment and drawing energy from the moment we're in. Now, if you look at uh, willpower, you know, it's expecting and maintaining a high level of performance in many different areas over long periods of time, and it can, and, 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 and it can wear down that, the desire to, to have the willpower. 
So, you know, if the stakes are, are particularly higher, you worry and ruminate about potential bad outcomes. Your subjective stress is increased and demands your willpower to increase. So you're fighting yourself when you have willpower and then you introduce negativity. So in po- people that are emotionally intelligent know that they need to learn stress tolerance. And when you're in for the long haul, you need mental and physical breaks to replenish your your stores of willpower and grit. And you will not make it through unscathed if you don't take the time for exercise, meditation, spending time with people you care about, praying to God, living with God inside you, celebrating your successes, doing what other things uh, that replenish you, making sure you get sleep and nourishment. These are very important things. Very important things. And so looking at these successful people, it's time to take a good, hard look at your life and your habits that hold you back and find the courage to do an accurate self-diagnosis and ask friends and family for feedback. Do you need the help of a psychologist or a life coach? Maybe you do. So let's talk about that. You know, Rome wasn't built in the day. So let's come back and let's talk about a good business mindset and a good personal mindset and the characteristics that we have to develop to become successful. Come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. We all experience grief and loss. It's not something most people like to talk about, but these topics do need to be discussed. On Let's Talk About Grief, host Addie Anderson speaks to both professionals and individuals about grief, death, and personal loss. You'll hear the important topics, the personal and professional outlooks, and learn how to prepare yourself and loved ones when the need arises. Listen Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. We all have the inner ability to use the gifts within ourselves to serve ourselves, our families, loved ones, and our communities. Once you have discovered these gifts and talents, you can promote harmony, peace, and hope. To find out how to harness your own gifts and talents, tune in to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with host Felicia A. Hill, live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen and share with others. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about the psychology of success. And one of the biggest things that makes people successful in life is people that learn how to communicate. And, you know, if you want to communicate successfully, there's a lot of things that you have to learn. Number one is... What you have to say is not more important than what other people have to say, no matter if you think it's absurd, stupid, or crazy. You know, the deal is, is you have to get good at validating other people and understanding other people and, and set like a three-second rule. And so when someone stops talking and you're worried about interrupting them, count to three before you jump in. Some people talk with extra long pauses, and it's hard to build rapport. And so this uh, three-second rule will stop you from coming across as rude or abrupt. And so it's important for you to look at other people and to go, wow, I, I need to listen. And, and if you're a great communicator, great communicators are great listeners. And that means that we have to be innately curious about life. And people that are in a mindset of just kind of floating along through life are not curious about other people, are not curious about life. They're caught up in themselves, and they have the lack of ability to really communicate well. And so, you know, it's important and when you're going to be successful to, to, to move and speak slower. Quick and erratic movements in speech communicates uh, uncertainty. It communicates nervousness, general inability to manage your energy. And on the other hand, slow and deliberate movements communicate power and confidence that comes from experience. So it's, it's also uh, successful people, they, they're relaxed. They're relaxed in their body and in their, in their, their shoulders and their neck especially. And, you know, we hold a lot of tension in our upper body. And by letting your body communicate how comfortable you are, you allow the other person you're talking to to feel more comfortable. And so, you know, it's very encouraging for us to, to really mirror what other people are bringing into the room so that we can join them and have good communication with them. But the biggest thing about communication is listening and repeating, and that means empathy. By paraphrasing what other person has said, you show that you're really paying attention and you're really absorbing what they have to say. Powerful people that are successful are great listeners. And the other thing is, put your phone on silent. Although it's really common for people to let their phones ring in mid-conversation, that doesn't mean it should be done. Think of a conversation like two people that are, 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 let's say, dancing. 
every time the phone phone rings, it's like the 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 the, the music stops, and so it changes the rhythm of the interaction, and it interrupts how people are relating to each other. Successful people cannot be successful if they're not great communicators. And also in a conversation, while you're listening, it's important to nod your head. Don't just sit there stiff and, and, and stare at them while the other person's talking. Nod your head is a simple way to show that you're still listening. It doesn't mean you agree. It has nothing to do with agreeing. What it has everything to do with is you're paying attention to them and you're listening. You know, and... and it's, it's also, if you looked at uh, structure theory in psychology, it's very important to point your body and your feet towards a person that you're talking to. So when we want to leave a conversation, we consciously point our feet towards where we want to go, show that they have our undivided attention by pointing yourself in their direction. So, you know, your attention is going to be likely where your feet are. The other thing is, you know, it's a nervous tick, and I do this sometimes. Don't touch your face. When you're communicating, it's a nervous tick that, that a lot of us have, and it subtly conveys uncertainty or even distrust. You know, it's important to sit up straight and watch, uh, you know, what the person is saying. Listen to them and be connected with them. So it's good for your confidence and your charisma and even your digestion to sit up straight be relaxed, be not tense, point in the direction with your body, and don't be touching your face. And assume the best of people. You know, this is the biggest thing that hurts us in life. When people hear us, even though we think they're welcome to the negativity, when people hear us criticize other people, they are basically, uh, you don't want to listen to that person very long. You know, you want to assume the best of people. Uh, people, to a large extent, mirror what you expect of them. So if, if uh, I think uh, Joanne Goss said, if, if, you, if we take man as he is, we make him worse. But if we take him as he should be, then we make him capable of becoming what he can be. And that is a very important tip to understand in life, that we have to look at people at what their potential is rather than what their reality is in the moment. And, and we have to understand that we're a work in progress and we're not always at our best. And the biggest thing is to stop thinking about your next brilliant sentence. When other person is speaking, most people spend 90% uh, percent of the time thinking about what they can say next to one-up the story of the other person. So, you know, that, that means there's only 10% of listening, even though that we're acting like we're listening. We're really not. So don't, you know... Don't be like most people. Be someone that is present and not thinking of what you can say next. I talked about it earlier, but mirroring is leading. And so when someone has a lower or a higher energy to you, you want to go to where their tone is or their cadence or their tempo of their speech and then slowly lead them in the direction you want them to go. You have to join them first before you bring them down and or bring them up. And so it's important to do that. Meet them at their energy level and then bring them up or bring them down slowly and steadily. The other thing is um, looking down is another way you might be conveying discomfort. If you don't have good eye contact, you're saying that uh, you're wanting to either end the conversation, you're uncomfortable with the conversation. And this doesn't go with every culture, by the way. This is an American culture thing. There's many, many cultures that don't like eye contact. Uh, Latino cultures, some of those. 
uh, don't like eye contact. They believe it's the soul. You know, you're you're looking through their soul. And so there's a lot of people that have, you know, uh, cultures that have connotations around eye contact. But here in the United States, looking down is is a way of is uh, conveying discomfort, insecurity, and a whole lot of things. Maybe dishonesty. It has a lot of negative connotations to it here in the U.S. You also want to speak in human terms. A lot of people have great language and they have a lot of words, but the truth is um, when you speak in human terms, you're going to get your ideas across a lot better, meaning that you're relating to the everyman. You're relating to all people on the basic level of conversation. You're not trying to outdo yourself. You're not trying to outdo other people, outthink other people. Uh, if you speak in human terms, you're going to have a better ability to come across. If you're going to write a book or create a product or create a website or create a, a, a radio show or create whatever it is, explain how it could help someone like them before you talk about what you you consider your, your interesting features are. You want to relate to the people that are out there basic in a way that they can learn from you, not in a way that they admire you. You also want to memorize uh, quotes. Quotes are very effective and memorable way to reinforce the points you're making because it's going outside of your own perspective and gathering someone else's perspective to, to reinforce or to enhance or to teach what you're trying to say maybe in a better way. And these quotes are, are also show that you're a person of character, that you take the time to listen and learn from other people, that you don't just try to drive yourself forward with your own stuff. And so it, it's important to, to be a person that is seeking knowledge at all time, but also keeping that knowledge uh, within ourselves and not just having it uh, to show off, but having it to give others and help them. A lot of people have small tics in interpersonal conversations, rubbing your hands together, scratching your nose, watching yourself on, on camera can be a great way to identify and eliminate tics. And oftentimes we just don't realize we have them. Uh, you know, it's so important to to understand that if, if you're going to, you know, be somebody that, you know, picks your nose in a conversation and people are going to read it. You know, if you're going to be somebody rubbing your hands all the time or if you're going to be somebody playing with your jewelry or, you know, if you're somebody messing with your glasses or coughing or doing all this crazy stuff, recognize those ticks and try to put them to bed. That's what successful people do. And they never text and talk. If you need to text mid-conversation, say, excuse me, I just need to manage something for a second. And when you sent the message, put the phone away. You know, if you want to really, you know, uh, talk to people, put the thing away. Put the phone away. You know, that's not the priority. What the priority is is the person in front of you. But if you have to, if you have to because you know something's pending that's important, then then let them know that I'm waiting on something that's important so that you don't mark that conversation as if they're not an important person in your life. You also want to emphasize with gestures, and I'm not saying, you know, uh, big gestures, but I'm saying little gestures sometimes help you. You know, having your hands open means you're open to life, you're open to listening, you're open to learning. Having your hands closed means you are just caught up in yourself. So gestures make a big difference when we are communicating. The biggest thing about successful people is they always recognize all the other people in their life that help them be successful. They recognize their work, 
their ideas, their influence on you. People always enjoy it even when you start returning the courtesy and they start returning that to you. You know, it's such a basic skill set, communication. And if we don't learn it, it's really hard to set yourself up for success. There are tons and tons of people out there with absolute genius that have no common sense. They're unable to communicate. They have the brains. They have great ideas, but they have no ability to communicate. Therefore, they get lost. And um, what ends up happening is a lot of mediocre people that can communicate make it. And a lot of people that could be highly successful and contribute enormous gifts They never took the time to do hard when it came to communication, and therefore their gifts never uh, really took great fruit in their life. You know, there's there's, uh, these smartphones and these apps and these games. They hijack our brains, and they get us to act against our own interests. And what's important to understand is these smartphones that we give us comfort because we can stare at our phone and not look so stupid when we're sitting in a restaurant. But, you know, when we're alone... We don't have to just dive into the smartphone and just live with that. You know, when we're alone, we can reach out and look around us and see if there's somebody to talk to and and to communicate with because that person may be the very person you need in your life to help you get to where your dreams are. You know, it's very important to to, – to, to keep focused on how we can respect other people. And so when we have all these gadgets in front of us, we have to be mindful that they are not our priority. People need to be our priority if we want to be successful in life. The more we learn about how our gifts can help other people, the greatest our success can, can become. You know, even if you ultimately reach your goal, by, by walking, let's say, 10,000 steps a day or running a marathon or learning an instrument, you've still spent almost all of your time not hitting the target. And so while you're in that process of hitting the target, recognize that you are making great success in each step that you're making. You know, it, it's a thing that you do to be successful. All right. That is our show. Our next week's show is birth order plus parenting equals learned behavior. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you, drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or my website, drgbmft.com. I'm currently uh, scheduling and speaking, uh, scheduling speaking engagements, teaching engagements, conducting intensive coaching for marriage, pre-marriage, individuals, in person, over Skype. But the biggest thing is, let's remember... Success is like pregnancy. Everybody congratulates you, but nobody knows how many times you got screwed. The other things, if if you hate your job, then there's a support group for that. It's called Everybody, and they meet at the bar. That comes from George Carlin. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 